Shalom and welcome to It's All About the Aliyah. Carrie, the set time has come. Uh, where have we been and where are we going with this today? Today, <laughs> we want to talk about the time to favor Zion yeah. is now. It's yeah. here. And we, we've we um, set the stage. We've been marching along in history and Jesus has come on the scene and um, he has his Passover he celebrates the Last Supper. And we looked at the Last Supper. We looked at the Passover and saw that, um, you know, Jesus Jesus becomes unrecognizable to the church pretty soon. Pretty um, it, it didn't take long, a, did it? Yeah, yeah it didn't take yeah. long. Just, you know, the church is predominantly Jewish when um, Jesus is around and then the first few hundred years and, and then um, pagan customs start coming in uh, the Gentiles and we come into uh, replacement theology. Uh, Jesus is uh, virtually unrecognizable as a, a, a Jewish Messiah. Yeah, and and pagan rituals is one thing, but because of that uh, un unrecognition of who Yeshua Jesus was, um, we've had a horrific past. You know, Carrie, we're filming this the day after our Yom Hashoah memorials. You and I both attended in different ways uh, uh, those memorials, and every year we pause and say never again to the horrific events of the Holocaust. You were telling me off camera an amazing story that I had never heard before, and I'd love for you to share that again now before we go on to the, you know, the time of favor. We know that we've gone through a, a horrific time uh, of of Jewish history, uh, very recently, really. Yeah, yeah. C.S. Lewis had uh, has a quote where basically. I have to tell you the bad parts so you will understand yes. the good parts. Exactly. And I think that's where we're at today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, but um, in the bad part, there was, there was good that rose to the top. And I just happened to be reading uh, a publication that Yad Vashem puts out, the American Society for Yad Vashem. And they were talking about a mural project to, uh, celebrate Israel. Big murals on buildings. One of the murals was to honor this Greek community of during the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. And it, it's a little island, Zakynthos. Zakynthos. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Nazis landed on the island. And instead of demanding a list of Jews, like they did everywhere else, which put everybody into a frenzy, they thought, oh, we'll be sneaky about this, and we need work crews. Five percent needs to be Jewish. We'll figure out. We'll make a list of the Jews of the whole island um, from those five percent. Well, because they're so anti-Semitic and so nasty, they were mistreating just the Jews who were on the work crews, not the Greek Orthodox Christians. And uh, the mayor got wind of this. Uh, the mayor's name was Lucas Carrere, Luke yeah. Lucas. Yeah. And so he he did not send the Jews anymore to those work crews. He sent Greek Orthodox Christians who said, yeah, I'll go. Um, mm. This is ridiculous. So um, it was supposed to, then the, the Nazis saw what he was doing, got mad. 
and said, brought him in the mayor and said, you have by tomorrow to get us a list of these 275 Jews. And so the mayor went to talk to Demetrios Chrysostomos, the <laughs> bishop, the Greek Orthodox bishop of the island. And the bishop said, we can, we can hide these Jews. So the next day, when the mayor was supposed to bring the list of names to the Nazi official, we have his name too, uh, the bishop goes instead. And why? Because in the 20s, he studied in Munich and learned German. So the bishop goes and tries to stall and negotiate with this uh, Nazi official. And um, meanwhile, the mayor is burning the list of 275 Jewish names, makes another list, runs into the meeting, hands the list to the bishop. The bishop looks at it, hands it to the Nazis, and the new list had two names on it, the mayors and the bishops. That is so beautiful. And then they bribed the guy with the diamond ring. They left. They went and hid the Jews. And this is the only community in Greece that was uh, saved um, because of of two men, a secular and a religious Greek Orthodox mm -hmm. Christian. And uh, I I just read that story, looked into more of it, and I thought... These two know the time to favor Zion is now. It is now. And, and they did it at the risk of their own lives. Uh, they did it when all others were, were, were doing just the opposite. Um, it's a great lesson for all of us. Um, you know, the, the fact that you can stand up to tyranny, you can say no, and you can do the right thing. Um, you know, we're living in a, in a life, uh, in a world right now in the United States where maybe we don't have to make that decision at the cost of our own lives. Uh, many around the world may have to face that, and we at some point might too. I don't know what the future holds, right. but uh, what a great uh story to, to share how they made the right decision. They're honored at Yad Vashem in Jerusalem, uh, Righteous Among the Nations. And I'm well, going to Jerusalem soon, and uh, I want to go visit their names. Good. Good for and, you. And just bless the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because Amen. of these two men. Amen. Amen. All right, Carrie. Well, when we come back from the break, let's you, you just mentioned a time to favor Zion. Let's, uh, let's dive into that a little bit more. Excellent. All right, we'll be right back. In his dream, Jacob saw the angels ascending and descending on the ladder to heaven. Joshua and the Israelites were commanded to go up to take Jericho. Pilgrims sang songs of ascent as they went up to Jerusalem to celebrate the feasts. And Jesus, the anointed one of Israel, went up to the Mount of Olives to pray, thus changing the history of the world forever. On behalf of Ezra International, we want to welcome you to this Bible study about Aliyah, the Hebrew word for to go up, to ascend. We're so excited for what you're about to learn. This course has been compiled by experts with decades of hands-on experience in the prophetic restoration of the Jews to their land. 
The lessons are systematically arranged to help you understand the scriptures regarding the return of the Jews to Israel and how we, the Gentile believers in a Jewish Messiah, have been called to join the Lord as He brings His children home. It is our prayer that you will purchase this workbook and join us in this marvelous work of restoration of Israel. Just as the God of Israel is calling His people to ascend to the land that He promised them, He is calling Christians to participate in His glorious plan. To receive this workbook and increase your understanding of God's end-time plan, go to EzraInternational.org and click on Store. You'll see Aliyah, Understanding the Return of the Jewish People to Israel Workbook. Order yours today and partner with God and Ezra International in bringing the Jewish people back home. All right, welcome back. We are talking about the time to favor Zion, the set time that has come. It is now. And I want to read to you a portion of Psalm 102 uh, that that, that those words uh, come from and a little bit more because I think it's so rich and so important. Starting in verse 12, it says, You, O Lord, shall endure forever, and the remembrance of your name to all generations. You will arise and have mercy on Zion, for the time to favor her, yes, the set time, has come. For your servants take pleasure in her stones and show favor to her dust. So the nations shall fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth your glory. For the Lord shall build up Zion, he shall appear in his glory. He shall regard the prayer of the destitute. He shall not despise their prayer. This is written for a generation to come that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. Now, I've read all the way to that line, Carrie, because... Do it again! Do it again! <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's because we're a generation that was not was not present when these words were penned, correct? And so he was talking about people like us. People who have seen God's favor turn to Zion once again, seen it built up the way it has. You said you're you're going again uh, here shortly. I've been many times myself, and and hope to go again soon. Uh, you know, the joke joke in Ukraine is that the national bird is the crane. You know, the construction crane because it's being <laughs> built up. And I, I wanted to to talk about these words a moment, and and I know that you've experienced this. And anyone in our audience who's been to Israel, maybe you can relate to what I'm about to say. And if you haven't been to Israel, you need to go. But it says here in, in verse uh, 13 that your servants take pleasure in her stones and show favor to her dust. Carrie, have you come home from Israel with the dust still on your shoes? Yes, you know, I don't want to throw them in the wash. Exactly. exactly. You know, what we, we call it the Holy Land for a reason. When God... You know, the, 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 the definition of holy is set apart for God's purposes. You know, it's not this some, you know, up pie in the sky idea, you know, over spiritualizing it. It's very practical. It's set aside for God's purpose. That's holy. Therefore, even that land that, that, that we walk on is holy. And I, I don't know about you, but every time I get dust on my shoes, or walk in stones, like if I visit my my brother in Georgia and walk in that gravel and the stone, I'm right back in my mind, I'm right back in Israel. Because 
yeah, there's something very, very special and, and very it is holy, and it gets inside of you. And when you experience that, you're never the same. So even the dust, right? Even the dust. There's an expression um, that um, may you have the dust of your rabbi on you, something like that. That's right. And yeah, meaning you're so close to your teacher, Jesus, in our yeah. case, that the the dust, um, his dust gets on you. Yes, I've, and, I've, I've heard that expression. I think something like when you walk in the dust of your rabbi, um, you cling closely. And that's what we should do. And Yeshua is our rabbi, and he's our teacher and our master, and we should emulate him. And, um, you know, we're a generation that's blessed before 1948. We could not be uh, this generation that, that could experience this. Well, maybe you could have visited the region, but now you're visiting the cities rebuilt and and experiencing God's faithfulness. Uh, you know, eyewitness and experience His faithfulness before our eyes. So, it's, well, Psalm 102, uh, also, you know, the dust and the stones, but the time to favor um, and have mercy on Zion yeah. is now. Yes. The set time has come. It is. It is now. Now you and I would say, well, it's. It should have been all this two thousand years and and more. Um, okay, but God has. Um, he's drawn the line and he said it's now. So nineteen forty eight, they become a state, and now the waves of Aliyah coming into yes. Israel into Zion. Zion is being built up stone by stone, person by person. Person by person. I like that because, you know, one of the things that we're to do is uh, to take out the obstacles so that the, so each Jewish person can make it. And, uh, you know, our colleague and our friend uh, Michael Utterback likes to say all prophecy is fulfilled in a practical way. And we know that to, that to be true. And in our case, for those individuals to come back, they have to overcome the, for example, the obstacle of poverty. So what do we do? We pay for their passports. Uh, they can't afford to go to the consulate. So what do we do? We drive them there. We help them get through the bureaucracy that uh, you know is, a, is is can be overwhelming. We do these practical things and take those obstacles out of their way so they can get to the land. So they can get to the land. Um Remember our friend Peter, who um, got up and preached that sermon in Jerusalem, and he said, um, and that he may send Jesus Christ, who was preached to you before, whom heaven must receive until the times of the restoration of all things. So heaven's going to hold on to Jesus until... The times of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of all his holy prophets since the world began. That's in Acts chapter three. That there, is right. About, yeah, the restoration of all things. And that's what God is busy doing now. It looks like the deterioration of all things. A lot of things are deteriorating. Yeah. But um, 
That's but, the, but we're witnessing God's order in that chaos. That's what I like to go because all around us there's deterioration, but in in God's plan, in his order, in his set time, he's redoing, he's doing all the things he said he would do. And part of the restoration of all things is the rebirth and the regrowth of Israel, the nation as a nation. You mentioned the book of Acts and that passage which which Peter spoke. You know, prior to that, they're standing on the Mount of Olives and they witness, they they ask Yeshua, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel at this time? Because they saw this as something imminent. You know, they thought God was going to to rid the Romans of, of their land and they were going to restore the kingdom. If that had been a stupid question, I think he would Yeshua would have told him that it was a, a bad question. But he just told him, no, it's just not the time. And it's not the time for you to know. Only the Father in heaven knows. But notice the kingdom coming back to Israel. Yeshua, the king, will return and he will set up his kingdom. But there has to be that nation on the earth where they're they're in a position to say, Baruch haba b'shem Adonai, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And he will, he will come and reset up his kingdom. That's the order of things. And um, people say, well, Pastor Gary, um, look at all the signs of the end of in doom and gloom. Mm. And your reply is, but look at this sign. Look <laughs> at the return of the Jews yeah. to Israel. There's your sign. It's there's, a positive there's sign. your sign. I love that because, you know, uh, the... Uh, uh, Jesus himself said to to the Pharisees at the time, an adulterous generation seeks a sign. I will give you no sign except for the sign of Jonah. As you know, Jonah was in the belly of a fish three days, three nights. So shall the son of man be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. So that was the only sign he gave that generation. But throughout the scriptures, we can see the signs of what, what he told us what, what would happen. We don't have to look to the cosmos. We don't have to look for great signs and wonders, lightning and thunder. All we have to do is look at what God is practically doing on the earth to know that we're living in that day. Mm -hmm. uh, it's happening now. It's happening. So the time to favor Zion has come, is Amen. come, is now. Amen. Amen. So uh, let's let's pick up again and we'll continue on that theme after our, our, our break. We're just going to pause here for a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. In his dream, Jacob saw the angels ascending and descending on the ladder to heaven. Joshua and the Israelites were commanded to go up to take Jericho. Pilgrims sang Psalms of Ascent as they went up to Jerusalem to celebrate the feasts. And Jesus, the Anointed One of Israel, went up to the Mount of Olives to pray, thus changing the history of the world forever. On behalf of Ezra International, we want to welcome you to this Bible study about Aliyah, the Hebrew word for to go up, to ascend. We're so excited for what you're about to learn. This course has been compiled by experts with decades of hands-on experience in the prophetic restoration of the Jews to their land. The lessons are systematically arranged to help you understand the scriptures regarding the return of the Jews to Israel and how we, the Gentile believers in a Jewish Messiah, have been called to join the Lord as He brings His children home. 
It is our prayer that you will purchase this workbook and join us in this marvelous work of restoration of Israel. Just as the God of Israel is calling His people to ascend to the land that He promised them, He is calling Christians to participate in His glorious plan. To receive this workbook and increase your understanding of God's end-time plan, go to EzraInternational.org and click on Store. You'll see Aliyah, Understanding the Return of the Jewish People to Israel Workbook. Order yours today and partner with God and Ezra International in bringing the Jewish people back home. Welcome back. We are talking about the restoration of all things and the the time to favor Zion that has come, that has come to us now. And uh, Carrie, there's a there's many beautiful prophecies regarding this, but one of the one of the most endearing ones for me anyway is Ezekiel 36. Uh, God's heart is on display there. Would you share that with us? Yeah, I, I I would love to. And you know, this passage in Ezekiel, Christians often claim for themselves. Mm, that's true. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but guess what? It was meant uh, for the the Jewish people, and um, the restoration of all things includes favoring Zion and building up Zion. It it. It includes a lot of things, but um, one of the main things is um, building up Zion. And uh, here's here's beginning in verse 24, Ezekiel 36. For I will take you from among the nations, gather you out of all countries, and bring you into your own land. Then... I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. What a That's beautiful. Ezekiel 36, 24 through 27. It's such a beautiful promise. It's so profound. And as you said, you know, there are many who tr- who will spiritualize and maybe claim for themselves. But when you look at the context, you know, had you read a little bit prior to verse 24, you see where God is, is basically it's talking about the nations mocking they're saying, well, these are the Jewish people. These are God's people, and they're in the in the lands of the countries, the nations. Um, and so God's saying, look, Israel, I'm not doing this for your sake. I have to do this for my holy namesake because I promised that I would give you this land forever, and and I have I have to bring you back. And so He does it for His holy namesake. That's yeah, the context. He He is doing it now. So. So what we see here is the physical restoration first. Exactly. Get them home from the north and the south and the east and the west, from all around, from up and down, um, the sick ones, the healthy ones, the old ones, the young ones, the ones in the war, the ones in the peace, the ones who are right. poor, the ones who have wealth, just um, get them home. And we we love Isaiah forty nine twenty two, which says the nations will carry them. Yes. Who's the nations? The going, the Gentiles, 
us, us. the Christians. Yeah. Who who from the nations would be willing to do this? You know, it, it has to be those who who understand God, who love God and understand his word and are willing to to do this and look at the the the, the restoration spiritually that occurs. We have the we have the privilege of putting them in a position where they can recognize their God again. You know, how many of them have grown up and lived all their lives in atheistic societies, you know, the former Soviet Union, where their faith was purged, you know, and so they grew up without synagogue, without the word, and now they're going back to the land, and they're reuniting with their God as well as their land. Well, and how many times have we seen, and you point this out too, where um, in the process of gathering their documentation and their, yes, I'm a Jew, I'm a Jew, I have to hand this to Israel to show them, prove I'm a Jew. They start, it something stirs within them. Um, Jewish, I'm Jewish. What does it mean to be Jewish? I can practice my Jewishness, not just... The language or the culture or the literature, the songs, but I can see God. Um, you know, we, we talk about, uh, for many, there's this homing pigeon spirit that it ignites. I used the analogy or the idea of, of a flame not too long ago, and I think that's what you were alluding to. There's this little pilot light. That's so dim and almost extinguished in them. That's like, and yeah, and he know. lights it. He lights it. He fans the flame, and all of a sudden they realize, yes, this is who I am, and this is my heritage, and this is my inheritance, and I can go and be a part of of what God had planned for me. And you know, there's a beautiful promise. We we've been we read from the the Tanakh with from Ezekiel, and then there's Paul's writing, who says the deliverer will come out of Zion, and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. And for this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. That's Romans 11, verse 26 and 27. Uh, we we know that they they've lived a life separated from their God. But now we have the privilege, as I said, of putting them in, in putting them in a position to be reunited with their own God. And you know, Amos nine fifteen says, "I'll plant them in their land and never pluck them up again." Um, so we're we're helping fulfill these promises. God has allowed us to be a part of fulfilling these promises. And I, I, and I love when say a young couple with maybe a couple of kids they make aliyah. Mm-hmm. And now the young ones, the little ones, can begin their education. Yes. Their full education of what it means to be Jewish and to follow God. Amen. Amen. You know, they, they these families have grown up separated. The the adults, the grandparents maybe now have this, this uh, flame fanned. And now the children, as you said, the children and the grandchildren will not have to face the anti-Semitism of the nations. They'll be able to grow up being p- proud of who they are and free to be who they are as Jewish and learn their traditions, learn the word, and in the process, they they learn who their God is again. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you want to learn more about what um, um, Gary and I are talking about, uh, order the course. And go. take the course, the Aliyah course. It's on our website. And um, better yet, teach the course. There you we go. Invite you to-
there's there's no better way to learn than to teach, right? You have to, it forces you to learn. We both know that. Uh, Carrie, this has been fun. Um, this is exciting. We went from yesterday, you know, such a sad time uh, with the Yom HaShoah memorials to the hope, you know, Hatikva, the hope, you know, that, that we really uh, understand that exists today. So uh, we're uplifted, we're encouraged. And uh, I'm glad we had this opportunity to bring this word today. Yeah, I, me as well. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thank you for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed the journey. And I hope you come back and see us again next time. God bless you. Shalom. Yeah.